everybody. It is the 6th of December. It's Tuesday. It's RBA Day. This is the Marcus Today Morning Meeting Podcast with Henry Jennings and Marcus Padley. Henry, what are the RBA going to do today? Hi, hi Marcus. I think uh, 25 basis points seems to be the consensus. So that would be the best guess. They're certainly, I don't think they're going to go any more than that. They don't need to. The inflation number was relatively uh, benign compared to elsewhere. But more importantly for Australia, it is not just the inflation number, but wages growth, which is always the concern for the RBA. Yes, they've said they've said two things. They've said energy and labour costs are uh, the two determining factors. Uh, but as you say, the CBA, the CPI number the other day was a bit lower than expected. And they have said that they are prepared to pause in order to assess the impact of previous rate rises. So there's just a chance they go soft. You'll notice today, uh, Henry, the bank sector's a little bit higher when the rest of the market is lower. And there is some speculation speculation around that they will raise rates only by 15 basis points. Well, that would kind of bring it up to 3% rather than 3.1%. And I guess, you know, effectively, they have got a pause from the RBA because we are going to see Christmas and January. They've got two months without uh, an RBA meeting effectively until the beginning of February. So uh, that is a pause in anyone's language. Yes, well, highly expected to raise rates, uh, 25 basis points, but it would be a nice little Christmas present. And it's interesting that the RBA led the soft wave globally, because if you remember, they on October the 3rd, their meeting on October the 3rd, they only raised rates by 25 basis points instead of 50 basis points. And on that day, the equity market actually bottomed. And you might remember, although I call them the mouse on the elephant's back. In other words, demean them as being rather irrelevant. The truth of the matter is the elephant moved because uh, they went a bit soft on October the 3rd and and the whole equity market bottomed. The next day, the US Reuters headlines were all about the Australian central bank going soft. And since then, the FOMC have gone soft. So it may well be, having been hopelessly behind the curve a year ago, uh, they are now slightly ahead of the curve created by the other central banks and if they do go softer i think the market will love it and you may just find jerome powell is listening they've got their meeting on december the 14th next week of course so we'll see what the RBA do today. Right. Otherwise, a fairly floppy sort of day today. You will see the ISM services PMI number in the US was higher than expected. And that sort of set the market off in the US worrying about interest rates again. Bond yields popped up, popped up eight basis points and 12 basis points on the two year. And the US dollar index was up 0.71%. So those ingredients of the pivot point going in the wrong direction for a day. Henry, today I had a couple of emails, one in particular saying, what do I buy if I think the market's going to go down into Christmas? <laughs> well, there's an obvious answer in terms of some of the ETFs that are geared to the falling of the market. Bear would spring to mind. That give you some uh, exposure to the downside in the market generally. I guess if you haven't got anything in the market, then that is one way to go. But if you have got stuff in the market and you are concerned of course and you could take some money off the table take a little bit of profits 
in some of the things that have run pretty hard because the market has run pretty hard, I have to say, from that October low. So it's really, I guess, up to those people, depending on their timeframes and risk appetite. I did write this morning talking about BHP, which has had an extraordinary run. If you added back the dividends, which have been massive this year, and the WDS, which is the Woodside Petroleum Oil and Gas Asset demerger with BHP, giving them their oil and gas assets in exchange for shares. I think BHP are pretty close to an all-time high, which is pretty impressive. Well, there you go. And I was immediately thinking when someone was saying, oh, what do I what do I buy if I think the market's going down? You're right. You buy Bear, B-Bus, that's B-E-A-R, B-B-U-S, and the other one's S-NAS, which is the geared short to the NASDAQ. That, that's what you buy. But you're, you're right that probably what you do is you've if you did think we're going to go quiet for a while. And let me tell you, look at the RSI on the ASX 200. It's overbought. And there was a sell signal a couple of days ago, and it's rarely overbought. It's a boring index. It rarely gets overbought, but it is overbought. The market just looks like it's cooling off. Got the FOMC risk next week. And on that basis, maybe I should be taking some profits in some of the ideas. We're, we're up 21% on Domino's, 16% on Sandfire. That's in two weeks on Sandfire and sort of 10% on the others. I'm not sure I need to do a wholesale sell-off just yet, but uh, maybe taking some profits. Uh, what else you got going on in your section today, Henry? Uh, well, this is just an interesting thing. Back in the 70s, uh, when I was growing up, there was a program on UK TV. I don't know whether it ever came to Australia. It was called Vision On. How many times have you written Vision On and then tried to write the reverse? If you know the lo- anyone knows the logo, it was always a lovely piece of handwriting. Well, I, I used to practice for hours and to the point where I could do it relatively okay, but it's been a while since I've had a go at it. But more importantly was the interesting effect on the VIX compared to the S&P 500, which looks a bit like the Vision On logo. When the VIX is down in the dumps, which it is at the moment, although it did rally 9% last night, up to 20-odd, that is usually a signal to sell the US market. And when the VIX is up in the 30s, then that is a buy signal. So I put the charts in there today of the VIX against the S&P 500. The market may turn a tiny bit, but the VIX will spike. I I noticed also TYR has a, you've written about today, uh, has a sell signal on my morning scan this morning. (laughs) Well, it would do. It fell yesterday. Oh, there you you go. Uh, (laughs) The scans pick up the falls. (laughs) Absolutely. I know it's almost as if the scans have got some intuition. They haven't at all. Something falls a lot. There's a sell signal. The other chart in my strategy uh, piece today is the US yield curve. Just worth mentioning the gap between the two-year and 10-year bond yield in the US is now 81 basis points. It's the highest it's been in almost, well, 50 years on the chart I'm looking at. And there are a number of, and maybe this is the next thing we'll worry about, JP Morgan. Citigroup, BlackRock all now think the US will fall into recession next year. We haven't, let's not worry about it until we need to worry about it. The market's in quite a good mood at the moment, but it may well be running into next year. We're not worrying about inflation and rate rises. We're worrying about growth, but that focus has yet to uh, really appear. Uh, In the ideas section today, I am writing about the 
uh, ETFs to buy if you think the market's going down. And uh, you might also notice today, and I'll put a couple of charts in the ideas section, I have finally, sorry it took a while, done our podcast with Peter Harold from Poseidon Nickel. There is a 30-minute podcast up on the website at the moment, and the conclusion is pretty much what I could have told you without doing the podcast at all, is that they have had extraordinary delays, and he will explain, he explains those in the podcast, which are out of their hands, but it has delayed things, and the share price has been punished because of delays, uh, but nothing's really changed. The project's been set back a little bit through no fault of their own, looking for a go-ahead in the second quarter of next year. And if that's the case, the, the share price will do fine. There is a bit of an opportunity at the moment. They do have a share purchase plan going on. The share price is the lowest it's been for a while, three and a half cents, and yet the nickel price is going up. So they have a very high correlation with the nickel price. Nothing's really changed. It's just a delay. They've been punished for that. Could be a good time to buy it. I'm or, I've already got enough exposure. I have to tell you, I am a shareholder. So have a look at the, or have a listen to the podcast today. Right. Anything else, Henry? I'm doing another Ask the Analyst session next Friday. And when Cameron gets the link, I'll post that in my stuff. So that'll be a Christmas special. And yesterday I did ask on Facebook for people's picks for 2023, having been prompted by the Masters of the Universe in live wire markets as to their picks for 2022, most of which have been terrible. Um, I thought I'd ask our membership what they thought for 2023. So there's a list in there of some of the names I'm sure many members will be familiar with. There are a lot of members looking for an alternative now, including Henry to Web Iris. If you have any recommendations, please email Henry, and I'm sure we will come up with a solution somewhere. <laughs> our obvious solution is to send you to market tech who I know have done a deal with Iris to take on a lot of Iris customers. So they are trying to tailor their offering to match the uh, web Iris users. And they are developing that all the time. So market tech might be worth a look. Let's see what the RBA do today at 2.30. Thanks very much, Henry. We'll chat to you all tomorrow.